Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, OA family. I'm so glad to be here today. Thank you, Emma, for inviting me. Um, Need a little bit of a favor. I'm going to try to sit still in the chair, but I turned off my self-view, so I'm not distracted. So if I get off camera, Emma, just tell me to move over. (laughs) So I want to start off by qualifying because I want to tell you, I want to start off to tell you that the steps have saved my life. So let me qualify. My first meeting was in 1987, and I've weighed as much as 220 pounds. The least amount I weighed was 110. Have no evidence of that, but because I didn't weigh that very long. And also, as far as the bulimia, I started off by restricting and then binging and purging till I passed out at night, four to five to seven times a day. And I'm also a laxative abuser. The most ever took in a 24-hour period is 180 laxatives. I should not be here to say that. Um, I grew up in a family of unspeakable acts. It was not my parents. It was half siblings. And basically, I came up with an escape plan. And the escape plan involved food because I had access to it and books. And I was going to get out. And so I I always lived with a fantasy that either one day I would get out or someone would come and save me. So my very first meeting, a student that I worked, um, where I worked, needed to come to a 12-step meeting and she picked Overeaters Anonymous and she wanted someone to go with her. And being the great codependent that I was at the time, I went with her. And I still remember my first meeting. There were people standing at the door to hug you. Um, No one looked like me. It was mostly older white women, but there were two male bulimics in that room, and I did not know anybody who practiced bulimia. And so as far as I know, that student never went back, but I kept coming back because I got just a little bit of hope from what everybody had shared. Um, So I worked the program to the best of my ability for about a year. I had a sponsor. I worked the steps, but I was on the fast track. I was 27 years old and my plan was not to stay here forever. And so you were my plan B. It was not a conscious decision. It just was a decision. I'm going to get this eating thing under my belt and keep it pushing. And so um, what happened after about a year of absence, abstinence and doing some amends and working the steps is that I relapsed. Uh, my mother died. I was exposed to the family members who had hurt me, hurt me. And I came back home and I broke out in trauma. I am a true addict. Once I start, I cannot stop. And once I stop, I cannot stay stopped. I gained 60 pounds so rapidly at my new job. They thought I was pregnant, gained an additional 20 and said I would never purge. And I started purging. And the reason that I want to mention this, I was in relapse from 88 to 93. And the only thing I did right was I kept coming back to meetings. You didn't blame me. You didn't shame me. You let me sit in my despair in those rooms. You, Even though I was eating before meetings, I think I even 
even ate during breaks, but you did not put me out because I didn't get it right. And to, and I want to say that relapse saved my life because in relapse, I came, I came to, and I came to believe this was not a diet. This was a way of life, a design for living. So now I do want to talk about the fourth step and the fifth step, and I am not an expert. So what I want to talk about is my experience. You know, um, when I came in, just like Lonnie, and thank you for sharing, we were using the big book because there was no OA 12 and 12. And so, um, You know, the great thing about an inventory is we not only look at our deficits, we also look at our assets. And I didn't think I had any when I came in. Um, and any great business and even people, they take regular inventories. I'm feeling emotional. So the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says it's a fact-finding and fact-facing inventory. Um, honesty, to be as honest as we can to discover ourselves, our pains, our fears. And, you know, it's kind of interesting for me. It was a process. I've done several inventories and I believe today, my higher power, I choose to call God. And I believe only what came up, what came up in the first one was what I could handle. And I just want to say that out loud. The only way to do it wrong is to not do it at all. You know, there's columns in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the 12 and 12, 12 traditions and 12 steps of OA. There's questions and there's also a workbook. You can find all kinds of worksheets online. Joe and Charlie, we know the names, Lori. So, um, and sometimes there's fear around that step. And I wanna tell you my experience was I was afraid of dying. So I was willing to do whatever I needed to do. And on the other end of that, it wasn't so horrible. It wasn't the way that I thought it would be. Um, you know, we'll look at our behavior, our behavior, and also look at um, resentments, fear, anger, sex, relationship, what in order, it was, it was a lot. And it's interesting, though, the first one that I did, some of the behaviors, and I heard Lonnie talk about this as well, stealing food, not because I didn't have money, I didn't want anybody knowing that I was eating for a family of eight like other people cared, right? And um, never did that again. That was definitely a reward of that. Also, you know, any resentments towards institutions or people or just principles in general. Um, it drew me closer to a power greater than myself, but I didn't know that. I, for my delayed responders, I'm a trauma survivor, so things catch up with me later. You'll hear people talk about um, doing the inventory and feeling a sense of freedom, and really the fifth step, um, that came for me later. I, um, 
I've always had a good experience with love and grace. I've never had anybody say anything. It was all in my head. And so one of the things that happened was that I got to look at my truth. Um, the goal was not to be perfect, but it was to be useful. You know, we do service in these rooms. They say you can't, you can't keep it unless you give it away. So there's just something that I want to read. Um, actually, there's going to be several things because I think the literature is so important. Um, first of all, the founder of OA, this, um, when first wrote the steps in January 1960, um, four was written in this change, we must make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And five was, we have admitted to ourselves and another human being the exact nature of our difficulties. The word must, I hear they had the same thing in um, AA. And as addicts, you can't tell me what to do. That's not gonna happen. And that's why a lot of the things in our program are suggestions, right? Do you know in the big book of um, Alcoholics Anonymous, the word, um, we use it a lot in the rooms, but the word surrender is not used for the same reason. Like you can suggest. And what happened was I watched people in the room and they were getting what I considered healthy. So, you know, insanity is a lack of health. So they were getting healthy, not just losing weight, because that's the other thing that happened. This was going to change my entire life one step at a time, one day at a time. Food was just a symptom of not being able to live effectively. So um, the other thing that I wanted to share with you is it's out of Voices of Recovery. And it's April 15th, and it's page 106. Sometimes the process of doing step four and five brings to our awareness more than our character defects. Sometimes we uncover old traumas. Until we begin to deal with them, some of us found that our abstinence was precarious as we continue to feel unhappy, even while we were abstaining and working the steps. That comes from the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, page 50 to 51. Why couldn't I stay abstinent? I had failed to tell another human being my entire life story. I could not get abstinent, stay abstinent, and live in recovery until I did so. I was the good little girl who grew up to be the people pleaser. Paralyzing fear seized my mind and body at the thought of telling someone else what I had done, so I stayed in the disease. My humility was born of greater trust in God and willingness to learn a better way of living. You know, in the 12 and 12, they have spiritual principles. So for step four, it's courage. And I've heard people say that courage is fear that has said its prayers. Um, and step five, it's integrity. So we get to know our true selves. And what I can tell you is that um, what shifted for me um, is that I no longer felt like I was a mistake. I just made mistakes. And also I, I was able to shift a really deep shame, a shame that 
came from the limitations of my environment. And part of that started before I knew just by coming in the rooms and hearing people's stories. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to read, and yes, I'm doing a lot of reading. So books and food saved me. And there is a reading in for today, another one of our readers, June 19th. Um, not everyone that it, that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. James Baldwin. There is a reason for each one of the twelve steps. I cannot pick and choose the ones I want to take and skip the rest. The thought of doing step four, five, and nine have made many a brave soul quake, and I am no different. But my longing to change my life is stronger than my fear. Like other oppressed people, I must gather the courage to face the forces that oppose me. Childhood pain, old ways of thinking and, re and responding learned long ago. Taking these steps is an ongoing process, revealing new truth each time around. It is an interesting search and a rewarding way to live for today. All the promises of recovery can be mine if I want them. This program shows me what to do. So for my fellow trauma survivors, this is not a step in which we try to figure out what was our part in sexual abuse, what was our part in being molested. Um, my experience has been that I needed to seek outside help. My experience has been the more I work the steps, the more revelation and understanding has come and the more forgiveness has come. And the reason that was important was so that I wasn't continuing to hold those burdens um, and I was able to release them to my higher power. Um, forgiveness for me is not reconciliation. It is just letting go of that heavy weight that I've carried for a very long time. So there was something else that I wanted to read. It's in the body image book, Body Image, Relationship and Sexuality. And these are just stories from other fellows. And um, this fellow is talking about step four and five. And they said, this is one of the first times I took stock of myself and wrote about my sexual abuse, including my shame and guilt, telling someone what happened Telling someone what happened was terrifying, and I again felt full of shame and guilt. But when I did share my fourth step with my sponsor, and she was loving and accepting, I felt a terrible sense of relief, and my shame started to dissipate. So what I want to say is that, um, you know, people often ask, why do we give it away to another person? And I think um, it's about humility, but I think it's also to have an experience of not being rejected. Um, it was so freeing to find out that sponsors have had the Ten same minutes thoughts. Left. 
Thank you. The same thoughts, the same experiences. Um, this is the first place that I experienced unconditional love. Um, it doesn't matter. Oh, you can give it away to a sponsor, but you can give it away to anyone. I had an experience of giving it away to a monk, and that's not even my religion. It just that's what happened. It was a wonderful experience. I had another experience, and I've done several, another experience with um, a lady, and I have to tell you the experience of hap what happened the next day. I woke up, and it was so quiet in my head that I was convinced that I had died. I just, I, that was an unusual experience for me. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was waiting. Like, what happens? I'm obviously dead because there is no chatter going on in my head. And so I couldn't figure out what to do. So I got up, I got dressed, I went to work. And when I got to work, I always got there before other people. And someone came in and said, hi, Sharon. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not dead. And what I realized was that that chatter was nonstop all the time and something had shifted. There is freedom on the other side. Um, it's not about... Um, and a lot of times we talk about the good feelings, like the freedom. Um, there was also nervousness and there was, um, what is this person going to think about me? You know, we all are here together. We are all recovering together. Um, and I am just so grateful that um, things have shifted. I do want to say I am a work in progress. Um, I am no longer trying to um, get out or figure out another way. This is the way. And that it not only works with the food, it works in every area of my life. So what that means is that I've moved from doing the steps, whatever that means, to working the steps, to living the steps. And I forgot to say that I have not binge and purged since 1993. And I think it's important to say it out loud. It is why I keep coming back. Um, the steps work in every area of my life. Service is not about just these rooms. Service with my family. Service at work. Um, you know, I feel like I'm all over the place, but I am just so grateful. If you if you are new, if you are struggling, if you are relapsed, please just keep coming back. The steps are in order for a reason. You know, I a couple of months ago I was walking with a friend of mine and we were having a conversation or I was listening. She was talking a lot and I didn't pay attention and I fell because I missed a step <laughs> and nothing was broken except I hurt my ego. Right. You know, it's like, I'm way too old to be falling, but it really, I thought about that. I was like, the steps are in order for a reason. And, um, you know, what would the world be like if everybody had steps, right? If everybody worked these steps, right? Wouldn't it be incredible? And today, I, other people are not my problem. I am my problem. Today, food is not the solution to any problem. Today, 
the steps are the solution. Um, if you need outside help, seek it. There is nothing wrong with it. I did not find everything I needed here, but I did find a way of life here um, and the courage to do what I needed to do. So one day at a time, we do get better. I just want to say personally, I'm all over the place because I have to make amends for something that I did recently because I am a work in progress and I really don't want to do a fifth step here, but I want to be honest because honesty has saved my ass. And I am so grateful that um, there are 91 people here and I probably know about five of you, but today I don't want to binge I don't want to purge and I don't want to die today. See, I grew up thinking I would never live to be 30 and I am 61 years old and I have a life beyond my wildest dreams, but I am not perfect and I make mistakes. So if I could say anything to you, do not be fearful of any of the steps. You know, it, it is the way that we Five live. Five minutes left. Thank you. And I am just... um. I don't think I have anything else to say, but I am so grateful that you guys are here. I am so grateful that you're part of my OA family and that I could just share just a little bit of the truth. If you want to know how to do it, it's all written in the books and take guidance from a sponsor. Just one word about sponsors. I sponsor people and we are not perfect okay do not make us your higher power we are just along the path like you are and the other thing that I want to say that I just forgot <laughs> is that um I did I actually just forgot it um just start writing pen to paper don't try to do it perfectly just start writing. And if you're stuck on one step, back it up to the previous one. That's what my first sponsor taught me. Um, I cannot remember what the other thing was. So thank you so much for letting me share.